reached Central Call Center. How can I help you? <laughs> Hello? Is someone there? Hello? Is this, is this the hotline? Yes. Anonymous hotline? Yes, yes. You can help me, you can help me, please. Fantastic. And is this query related to a concern? You could say that, in a way. Um, How can I help you? I need you to listen to a story. It's unorthodox. Please, please, I need to get this off my chest. Can you do that for me, please? If you could keep the cryptics to a minimum, I would be much obliged. If you need more support, I can call my manager or... Can you listen to me, please, please? Please, I'm sure you'll need a break from customer service. I just need someone to listen to me, please. I just need to tell you about a boy. It's a boy that I know very well, and soon I think you will know him too. Fine. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't even know where to begin. I, um, so you called to tell a story without knowing where to begin your story? Oh, it was 1943. It was this dreary frostbitten town in the middle of scotland i can feel the cold from here it was so cold it was in this dreary frostbitten town there was a pregnant woman and she was thinking about the slow demise of her marriage one of the rare occasions that her husband cared to come home it resulted in her second child he was born on november 23rd dennis anthony nelson he was he was a normal boy compared to many of his vocation is vocation finally his parents divorced when he was three and his grandparents were absolutely thrilled they they didn't think that the mother should have married the father in the first place so they took him into their home and dennis was so happy he was a quiet child but adventurous he had a very typical childhood a normal childhood just like yours must have been (laughs) how would you know he, he spent every weekend carried across the countryside on the shoulder of his grandfather. He was had picnics on the rocks every week in church on Sunday with his great hero. That's what he called him, you know, great hero and protector. But his grandfather died shortly after. Jesus, that must have been tough on the kid. How'd he go? A heart attack at sea. He was a fisherman, you know. And there was mother, she knew that life would be empty for him. How would he cope? His protector was gone. Hmm. She told him that his grandfather was sleeping and had gone to a better place. All she wanted was for him to be able to cope with it, you know, but Hmm. that was her worth of stake. She just regrets it every day. How do you mean? He was only six, but Dennis became fascinated by death. He saw it as this peaceful, beautiful thing to be desired. He completely withdrew to himself. He wouldn't talk to anyone, only his younger sister. And one day when he was nine, he almost drowned. Oh my god. He didn't even struggle. He just tried to sink under the waves. He thought his grandfather would come and pull him to a better place. And he narrowly escaped by chance. I'm guessing it all only goes downhill from here. Yeah. When he was 13, he discovered that he was gay and no one, uh, he didn't even know what to do, he didn't know who to tell, he was filled with shame. He had to decipher his fantasies on his own. Oh my. He realised that many of the boys who he was attracted to shared a lot of features with his younger sister. Jesus. He molested her. Fucking hell. And his older brother while he slept. He, he fondled him. 
his brother was furious. He would he would belittle him in public. He would call him a girl, a hen, all sorts of names. He had to escape his family, his own family. At 14, he joined the cadets. He was training as a chef, which he was excellent at. And it was the happiest time of his life. I'm guessing the greatest, too. Yep. He served as a private in Germany, but he started drinking to excess. A young boy, he started drinking to cope. One day, him and a German youth drank themselves unconscious. Nothing inappropriate occurred, but the boy was entrapped by his fantasies. And Dennis just wanted to take advantage of a completely unconscious, passive man, or vice versa. But these fantasies evolved into the partner being dead. But these remained fantasies, right? Right? He would try to make them a reality, tentatively at first. He would drink and pretend to be unconscious, hoping that one of his colleagues would take advantage of him. But they grew more drastic by the day. More drastic than necrophilia? He would use a mirror, position his head on top, he would pretend he was unconscious, and he would do things to himself, pretending he was unconscious. Soon he left the military, trying to plan his next career move. Hopefully not to a morgue next. That's not funny. He went home, and his mother, he'd always been fighting, you know, she just wanted him to settle down, so mm. she tried to get him to marry, you know, there was a nice girl next door, but one day the family sat down to watch some documentaries, and one of them was about homosexuality and Dennis you know he defended the rights you know he said that anyone should be able to love who anyone wanted but his brother he couldn't accept that there was a fight and he asked who was gay the boy Dennis he ran away to London he cut off his brother he only barely communicated with his mother and sister and he joined the Metropolitan hold on a necrophile working for the police really a constable he was by day he was very good at his job, but at night he frequented gay pubs. After a series of failed relationships, Dennis thought that maybe his personal life and his job were at odds. When his father died and left an inheritance, he took the money and left the job, and he worked at a quiet and a precise civil service from there. So he settled down somewhat and still hadn't acted on his... Oh, if you know. Only. Only, if only, if only, he met Stephen Holmes, a 14-year-old boy looking for drinks and company, and they drank themselves into a stupor as Dennis did and does so many times before. I think you know where the story goes from here. No. He, he didn't. In the middle of the night, he hovered over the boy. He reached over, strangled him with a necktie. He drank him. He'd never felt anything like it. He, he thought that maybe this was the better place that his mother had told him about. He, he was full of adrenaline. He, he masturbated over the body and he stowed him under the floorboards for the night. I feel sick. He never forgot his first. Just like you and me, I guess. That's not funny. He, he chased that thrill, that better place. 
that escape from his dreary frostbitten town, his dreary frostbitten life. It was a ritual. He would ply them with food, alcohol, give them a place to stay. He'd be kind to them, you know. He'd, he'd give them what they needed at the time, but then he'd strangle them. He'd bath them. He'd dress them. He'd take his pleasure as he saw fit. It was sick. Are you okay? He never penetrated them, you know. That was too far even for him. He loved them. He loved them. He loved the feeling of possession, peace, death and possession. There were a few near misses, people that escaped, as to be expected, I guess, but there's an investigation. After that, he began to dissect them and burn them in his garden so that no one could find them, but then there was another close call with the smell of rotting flesh, so he had to move. He Why are you telling me this? He'd boiled them, he'd flushed them. He's cleaned 11 more lives since the first. He gets more careless day by day. That's because on the hunt for more friends. How do I know you're telling the truth? You'll see very soon, very soon. You'll know, you'll know Dennis, you'll know him. Fuck. Wait here. I'm just finishing up, it's important. Yes, ma'am. Hello? You there? That boy, my boy, will be caught next week. Muswell Hill. Hello? Hello? Pick up. Pick up, come on! <sighs> Fuck. Pick up. The number you have dialed has not been recognised.